Hey, this is Hutch, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel cards. On laying eyes on him, most folks find him a tad sketchy. But to me, he's the finished masterpiece. It's Norrin Rad. Best one yet. Hello, everybody. Oh my gosh, that was so sweet. I love this. My ego always gets stroked on this show. You always say the best one yet. I love it. it. I love it. it. You you keep outdoing yourself. That's how good it is. Thank you. Thank you, dear. Um, I think we're alone now. There doesn't seem to be anybody around. But wait, but is there <gasps> someone around? I think there is. I think there is. Who's that on the Zarif! Skype? <laughs> yes! Andrew! Uh, it's not Andrew. Um, introduce yourself, fine sir. Uh, this is Jalen Warner, a uh, sketch card artist for, uh, for some uh, Upper Deck Marvel cards. Marvelous! We finally get you on the podcast. Amazing. Well, I've been on there before. I know, but you were kind of surrounded by lots of strangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, pretty noisy that day. Yeah, it was pretty bonkers, <laughs> but we managed. And Norin was Norin had builders on his roof that day. Yeah, yeah. So a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they fixed it. That's the main thing. Yeah, so. you would hope so. I haven't seen a leak yet, but I don't trust. <laughs> Well, didn't you have snow day this week? I did. I had two glorious snow days this week. That made me completely snowed in, which you can hardly nice. say. Like well, glare. leaks on the roof really don't matter unless you're on the top floor, right? I am on the top floor. Well, then it matters. Yep. <laughs> it was a bad one, too. So, yeah, I'm on the top floor. So, it's a two-story thing. So, I'm up here. So, okay. uh, yeah. But so, no leaks. Okay. At least you're safe from floods if you're on the upper floor. Exactly. There is that. And you and your pelican case out the window. Um, anyway. Well, pelican case floats, baby. So Pelican okay. case floats, yeah. Is it waterproof? Have you ever tried it? It is actually water. No, I'm not going to try. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not my baby right there. That, that's the guy. Oh, that's the dude right there. That is, that is your baby. Anyway, I- enough about that. Um, how you doing, Jay? Good, good. Um... Just, you know, just keeping busy, trying to uh, uh, get things done in between uh, gigs, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking of which, I you know what? I've got a question for you guys because I know you guys are pretty uh, family friendly as far as the uh, podcast goes. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, I really do miss some of the uh, some of the cuts that you guys would throw in there. Like, uh, you know, like I can't believe I just said that. Um, which was my favorite should be a recurring thing. Um, but my, just out of curiosity, why so PG? Um, I we, blame Ian. Cause this be is honest. a leading question, by the way. No, He's I think we, censoring me if I can be no, honest. No, no, it was, um, we, I remember we had this chat and it was because some of the guys in the group actually referenced, um, 
have actually done box breaks with their kids before. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they do include their kids in the hobby. Um, and I remember once, oh, it was, I'm not even going to say who it is because I'm still embarrassed to this day. Um, someone was doing a box break on the group and, and you know you can do comments when right. people are pulling things. And I said something smutty about something being purple because yeah, anyway i'll let you i'll let you i'll let you finish that that thought um and then i i hadn't caught the beginning of the um the live break and i didn't realize he had his his young daughter there really, <laughs> helping him with the box break and he kind of read it out loud and i saw his face as he did it and he, he kind of stopped himself and i was like so so yeah that's that's kind of why we <laughs> i don't even know if that guy listens to our podcast um but uh but he's a sweet guy and he's a not now so. he doesn't <laughs> well, no, no. probably not, that's probably it, not. No, he's, no he's a lovely fella uh, um so so yeah so that's kind of why we we try and do it and also because um i guess if um if we are gonna um you know if it's quite a niche thing this podcast but if we are ever gonna sort of hope to become more um involved with um Upper Deck or Marvel, I'm, I imagine they'll probably have a good old listen to our back catalogue and kick us out straight away when they hear last week's episode. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, and the reason I ask is because you've got, obviously, a lot of restrictions and stuff as, on the cards themselves. Yeah, of course. Um, which I get, uh, you know, in the sense that you don't want to turn around and, like, you know, you don't want to have, like, anything too purple um you know on on your trading cards however (laughs) um at the price point a lot of these cards at i don't really expect there to be such a uh such a young audience you know what i mean i think yeah no 100 percent. so they're not going to be our primary audience they're just going to be around when a lot of our primary audience are listening especially if people are driving to and from places i think i think a lot of times too because cards are not marketed the way they used to be marketed, I mean, like, like I remember going to the mall right. and, like, picking up packs. You know what I mean? Like, we all did when we were yeah, kids. Yeah, you, um, yeah, you could always walk into a comic shop and, for a couple bucks, pick up, pick up a pack. Yeah, exactly. And, but, it was like, and it wasn't, like, a specific comic shop. They all had them. All of them. Even at the mall, at the grocery store sometimes. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. legit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It was Target, awesome. Walgreens, yeah. whatever, yeah. you know. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it, no, I they think, were always there. Yeah, I, I think what happens, I think a lot of times, and rightfully so, and I, and I, and I understand where Upper Deck is coming with this, and I think it's smart, especially for Marvel too. Really, the people who pass on the hobby now for trading cards doesn't come from mass marketing. It comes from premium collectors to their kids. You know what I mean? Mm. Or like no, they and, donate and, cards. And I, I get that, but yeah. that's, dude, that's, you know, you're talking about, you know, it's one thing to keep generations in the hobby, but it's a completely different thing to turn around and grab somebody. If, you know, I mean, geez, if you had Spider-Man sitting right next to a Pokemon, you know, on the shelf at a Target, yeah. you know, who do you think the kid's going to go for, mm-hmm. for the most part? Especially with, the, you know, like, you know, now kids can watch like all the old Spider-Man and his amazing friends on Disney Plus or something, you know? Yeah, and they're like, wait, wait a minute! I've never seen this cartoon before. You know, I mean, you you could just bring in a whole new audience, and you know, and I'm not saying that you know, I'm not saying get rid of premiere sets or you know, or whatever. But you know, when you turn around and you take basically your what what appears to me anyway is to be 
your more affordable sets and yeah. only offer them on, say, like an EPAX, then it's a little tougher um, the, uh, you know, for the kids to really kind of get to them. Um, what 100%. Was, um, what was it when you guys did the uh, character club thing and uh, one of the guys was talking about how he used to be allowed to trade cards in school. Oh, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's, I, you would think that that would be more of the market that you want to kind of, you know, go after. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, far be it for me to, you know, try and tell anybody how to, how to do anything. You know, I mean, no, a big, a big part of me agrees with you. I mean, man, would I love to see that whole resurgence of like 90s era trading card and kind of like a phenomenon come back 100%. You know, I just, you know, uh, you know, just based on speculation, you might this year to some degree. (laughs) See that you get it here, folks. You get it here first. Well, no, no, no. This is pure speculation. All I'm saying is that a certain artist happens to be kind of posting some old paintings and uh, he's a little more, uh, he's getting a little bit louder on the, on the interwebs now. So is my drool getting on the mic, Ian? Is that too much interference? Again, I I, I, I honestly have no idea who's, who's doing uh, masterpieces, but I do have my suspicion. Mm. Uh, we do on. <laughs> yeah we actually do know we actually do oh, um, okay. we've got um, <laughs> well I'm, I'm in the middle of talking to I'm, I'm hoping fingers crossed we'll, 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 well have someone you gotta, now you got to tell me yeah you know? well, uh, well if, maybe yeah you can do <laughs> Not you, know, you, on the you, no, you just got you, you to tell me and just so just, oh, yeah. just, so, just so I know I'm right or wrong yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I think, I think what's really great is what we can say is that this artist is definitely a listener of the show. Yes, they are. Yes, yeah, they are. And they're very sweet. I'm keeping gender non-specific on this. Me one. too. That's why I haven't said anything. <laughs> even though it's right. the worst kept secret in the hobby. But um... oh, so, so so I'm not even in. <laughs> Maybe. I, I no, 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 no. I think I think, I, I think a lot of people don't know for sure. Have been, yeah, there's a few kids that have been trying to kind of get conversations going on the group about it. I've stayed completely off those conversations simply because right. um, we are working on having someone from Upper Deck on the show, hopefully in the next oh, month sweet. or so. So, yeah, so um, we've been so, trying, like, not to be rude or anything, we're just trying to like be as, you know, we we don't we don't want to pay them off. <laughs> and we don't want to also also we don't want to ruin the surprise because we don't yeah. know oh no 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 i'm not I'm, no i'm yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm we, we might only know we might only I, know part of the picture for, for yeah words. that's true we actually uh, might only know like so, a snippet um so yeah i think it's very interesting i know that um i know that what, what can i say i can't actually say what i was about to say actually because i've been talking to someone else who was posing uh as a as a model for yeah that was pretty cool so that should be pretty fun uh, coming up so but i don't know if that was related to marvel masterpieces um but i know that that's happened um and he's talked about it on his social feeds but um but there's no indication whatsoever on his post that is anything to do with marvel 
in any way right um, so who knows yeah. but um but yeah there's definitely i think there's definitely some ex- some exciting stuff coming up with i have a feeling they're going to change gears a little bit with masterpieces this year something something about I, well, I can't who said masterpieces that... was coming out this year oh no that's that's been announced Oh, that's it has been announced. announced. Yeah, well, it's it as in as in it's on the um, I've seen at least two dealers with it on their schedule release. Oh, okay. Thanks, okay. summer yeah. 2020. Um, so so it is it, it, it there hasn't been an official kind of press release saying, ta-da, it's going to be on this day. It's going to be by Epact and or by physical, and it's going to be X and Y artist, um, and the set structure is this. You know, the normal thing they do. So that th- that hasn't dropped yet. Um, okay we've seen i wonder but, when you worked on premiere right yeah yeah when is that draw i'm so excited to see what cards are. i feel like that's what's going to hold people over until mm 2020 you mean on apex because of course we've had yeah on apex yeah 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 well i know that when let's see because i also work i worked on masterpieces in 18 mm, that's right and they had i think I think that there was a delay in that as far as what the release date was supposed to be. Yeah. You mean on Apex. And I remember specifically that it was, and you know, this is actually kind of goes back to the, uh, uh, the, the Halloween episode, if you will, it actually dropped, uh, in Halloween. 31st of October, 2018. 31st. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it dropped then, and literally, as I was going out to get take that picture with my daughter, in oh the, yeah, in the in the in the oh, yeah. moose costume. Um, <laughs> so cute. Um, I got an I got an email saying that my cards were approved for that, and it was literally the day it dropped. Oh wow! Okay, that's crazy. Now, and, th- and it's kind of funny how some of that works and, you know, whatnot, because y- you never know, like, if, if you work on a set, let's say, that's already dropped, mm-hmm. like, I think when I did, the first set I did was Premiere 17, and I, I only got a handful of cards to, to work on, um, I think maybe 20, and it was like, as soon as I sent them in, they basically got approval right away. Hmm. but the set had already dropped, you know, and, and was, you know, getting, you know, put out and, you know, already, I'm guessing that that stuff was already being packaged, you know, for the physical drop. Now, I don't know how it works with like EPACs versus physical, you know, in terms of the, uh, you know, in terms of the, the release dates and stuff. Like for instance, I've worked on uh, sets that, have not dropped on epax yet um and yet have not gotten approval to show any of those images so i don't know if it's you know now that could Mm -hmm. be just a scheduling thing with marvel as far as their editorial goes on that Mm -hmm. um or you know because you know it's like you can't really you know show things that get rejected so to speak i mean it's, it's i i i know from projects that that we've worked on that have been marvel licensed that it's often not the people we're working for it's the license holder it's the license yes so it's marvel so basically you know in our case we were sending it to our client 
and they were then having to send it into Marvel for approval. And mm-hmm. there, there was a period um, that you had to wait for that, you know, which would be a minimum of something, you know, so it'd be a minimum of two weeks, for example. Um, sometimes it'd come back quicker, sometimes it was a lot longer. But <laughs> I think, but it, two but weeks it, it, would be nice. Yeah, but that's what that's, I think. I think this, that's because it's a different, you know, it's a different um, type. Oh of yeah, product, yeah, know, yeah. Live entertainment thing, um, with you know um, media uh, uh, dates and things like that. So I think it works differently. But I don't think it goes through to that same department necessarily at Marvel and or Disney. But it is those people. Is my understanding is is who have the say. It's not it's not the people at the company that you're working for. Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, I, and yeah. in all fairness, it, like in the case of Upper Deck, I'm sure that if it were up to Upper, upper Deck, they'd approve everything. Who the hell doesn't want more product out there? Yeah. 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 You know? Um, yeah. So they're, you know, they're, they're kind of constrained by whatever, you know, whatever uh, the the uh, the head shed, you know, yeah. is, uh, you know, is up to. But again, we kind of drifted um we were talking about release date for we like to we like to segue on this podcast so it's yeah well (laughs) it's uh it's time for the mcc segue it's time to see where this rabbit hole takes us (laughs) oh my god yes (laughs) oh Oh, fuck me i'm gonna have to cut that out never mind oh Uh, ian (laughs) i dropped the the f-bomb well to be honest with you what will happen is that no one will forget and then i'll end up doing it which is i figured out how to do the people audacity now so (laughs) no the the uh no but the the thing with the uh the premiere i you know i again i think that with like uh, you know going back to the the whole thing on waiting for the head shed to basically approve stuff i think that really does kind of drive what the actual release dates end up being. Yeah. Um, you know, and it really kind of depends on whatever their schedule is themselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've, you know, just like, I mean, upper deck is just, just a monster with the amount of stuff that they, they put out. I mean, between, yeah. you know, I mean, cause it, it's not just upper deck. You're talking about skybox Fleer, all these, other entities yeah. that they've just basically absorbed, you know, but they're still maintaining that brand, mm-hmm. you know, and they have to manage all that stuff. So, I mean, you know, it, it's funny. I, I you know, it, it, I hear a lot of people, well, when's this going to drop? When's it? It's like, do you know how many balls that these guys have in the air? I can only I mean, imagine. It's, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. And, and not to mention, you know, and that's, that's just, you know, when you're talking about, you know, licensing stuff, and what whatnot i mean it's not just uh marvel you know it's not just you know uh the x-men fleer the spider-man fleer the you know the masterpieces premiere you also have to throw in the fact that they're still doing basketball hockey football yeah you know, yeah baseball all that i mean there's and i don't know how many people they have in the office there you know, and I know that there's, you know, I'm sure that there's like two different departments, you know, entertainment versus, um, uh, versus the sports cool. stuff, but mm. it's, it, that, that place is a beast, man. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot going on. Plus then, of course, they've got the, the guys who run the distribution as in the EPAX platform. That's a whole separate, Oh yeah. it's gotta be, yeah. it's gotta be a whole separate thing. It's not the same team doing it. Then you've got the physical nature of the production, 
um, and the warehouse distribution and all the relationship with Comsi. So yeah, there's, there's quite a lot they've got to they've got to keep going. The interesting thing, um, I used to work on um, a show called Batman Live, which was as it sounds, it was literally a live arena Batman thing. And mm-hmm. the interesting thing that that taught me was that in any kind of uh, omni-channel as in you know the, as in you've got multiple channels that you're working through um, licensing things so basically uh, Warner Brothers DC will have the movies coming out over here they'll have the comics here they'll have an animated series aimed at this age group an animated series aimed at this age group one aimed at really young children then they'll have the toy line then they'll have this that and the other and in each of those things the Batman had a very separate almost a separate bat symbol a separate identity a separate focus mm-hmm. different story arcs going on that would something you know that and they wouldn't kind of cross those streams so it kind of ends up being this intricate web but if you're doing something and you want to release or publish something for the product that you're working on they have to make sure that it's not happening at the same time as something that's happening over there so for example you, you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have them be pushing a major set release if mm-hmm somewhere else in the environment you had a major movie release happening or a tv series about to drop or you know something happening on disney plus for example so they i I don't know if marvel work in that same way but i know that with um at least one of the other big movie producers that i'm working with uh, with the licensed property on that in that is that when their movie comes out they've got an embargo either side of the release date at which they can't do any other related things that are happening with that ip so that you don't pull any oxygen out the out of the marketing and the publicity that's happening for that movie um and it can be quite tricky so i imagine i imagine that the upper deck and marvel are probably no different in that regard well ask them Mm. yeah (laughs) uh well you know it's time for the MCC side quest. It's time to see where this rabbit hole takes us. It, it reminds me. It reminds me of that. The, the no, the um, it, I used to work uh for Fun Publications, um, which is uh was the comic publishing company for the uh GI Joe and tra- yes. uh, Transformers uh-huh. uh, Collectors Club, um and. It, what was funny was that they had in their like uh, monthly magazine that would go out to all the to the club members and stuff. They would have like maybe a two, three, four page story, you know, that was you know comic comic story that went that would carry throughout the year, right? So okay. it was like basically all if you collect them all, you would have a full book, right? Ah. And then sometimes they would actually take those. Or they would do a separate one, but sometimes they would take those, collect them all into one book, and then actually sell them at like the, the GI Joe Con or the uh, or the Bot Con or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And what was funny was they had because you know speaking of the licensing and the marketing of this versus that, they specifically could not use certain characters from like say from GI Joe as an example. You couldn't use, um, well, you you could never use Snake Eyes because he's in everything, right? But like, th- it's like, oh well, they would have to go to Hasbro and say, or Hasbro slash IDW at the time, and say, hey, we want to do this story, and they would say, no, you can't do that because we're using those characters 
in this upcoming story arc in the comics. So then they'd have to basically turn around and say, okay, either A, start from scratch, or just, you know, change it a little bit with different characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that kind of thing before. There's also rules around what characters you can use in relation to each other on promotional artwork. So you can have certain characters paired with some characters, but some other characters wouldn't be able to pair. So Spider-Man could go with, I don't know, Iron Man, for example, but couldn't go with Black Widow, for example. I'm just pulling right, this out of right. my head. But you do get that in different in different uses of the characters. And they have to appear in certain proportion to each other, um, certain color backgrounds. So it is. I know it is very controlled, and I think that's that's just part of the way that these big IP holders manage their their portfolio of characters they have to to a certain degree okay so there's, describe what you're holding up to me there there's a sketch cover i did home. and talking yeah. about pairing characters up that's sick oliver north <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is he still alive oh yeah 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 he's got a um he's got like a regular show i think on um oh, that's great on like fox news or something it's kind of like he does. Sometimes he does like a Geraldo thing where he goes into the, you know, goes into the, into the sandbox or whatever with guys and interviews people and you know tells you know war stories. I think it's war stories with Oliver North is the name of it. But mm. yeah, the guy's you know, he's yeah he's he's around. Check him out on Twitter. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to find it and have a listen. Is it? Is it going to be something that's going to set my set my pulse racing in terms of his political leanings? No, no, no. He's he's, he's no. It's pretty apolitical on that stuff. Oh, he, cool. He, All right. He turns around and uh, he's just like you know talking with troops and talks about different things and stuff. I mean, oh, I cool. you know I mean, yeah. You, know, you know, politics is definitely not something that you know I generally get into in in this field anyways yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no it's, we don't we don't i mean we're we're pretty good in that regard people don't tend to open any cans of worms like that on the group which is which is good no. i've seen a lot of groups turning to dumpster fires as a result of that kind of thing being allowed <laughs> dumpster yeah, fires. you know and, and, and in all fairness i you know i don't know i think that you know i think it's that's just bad juju, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I always, I've always, and, and you've, you've seen my tweet, Ian, you know, it's like, I, there's nothing that irritates me more than an entertainer, artist, actor, you know, uh, singer, you know, a- anybody that's in a field that is so apolitical where they start yapping about their politics you basically know. using their platform to express their yeah views. To, yeah and w- which it, to, i guess when you're when you're held that high in celebrity mm. uh in some cases um there are better things to use your platform for than just complaining about something just yeah. do something about it you know i don't i don't care yes. what anybody's politics are but i mean if you're just going to sit there and go on Twitter and then, you know, bash this this person or that person and complain about mm-hmm. stuff, you're not really forwarding. You're not, you're not really putting your your um yourself to good use, you know, for yeah. whatever whatever your cause may be. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just just you know, I, I think the tweet was something like, you know, dear dear artists and entertainers. Um, yeah, I saw that one. 
you, you know, when you when you when you turn around and you know whine about your politics or whatever, you you pretty much um, uh, alienate fifty percent of your audience. Yeah. You know? Uh, just shut up and dance for me, monkey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's... What's, what's the, the example I use back at you though, which is, the, uh, it was, the uh, but would, then, just... but then we wouldn't get to listen to, um, why am I, why am I blanking on him? I love the guy as an actor. Uh, well, the example Hellboy. I threw back at you, yeah, Ron Perlman. Yeah. Ron Perlman. Ron That's Perlman. Perlman. His Twitter feed is beautiful because he is he is past that point. I mean, he's getting on a bit now. He's in his seventies, I think. Um, he's wow. past that point where he gives the flying monkeys about about what <laughs> anything right. to be. So, and he's kind of you know, um, and I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't want to say it to his face because he's a he's a he's a still a large man. Bear, he's a he's a bear of a man, <laughs> and he he looks after himself. Um, but um, but I've heard him. Um, he's been on quite a few podcasts actually. He's an interesting guy to listen to, actually. Um, but uh, but um, on on that, this is a segue, isn't it? On that front, yeah. Clooney, I've I do have a lot of respect Clooney. for because he 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 does actually try and do positive stuff with his status. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Uh, and and don't regard, get me wrong, so. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, it, that wasn't a uh, a blanket statement for the most part. It was it was definitely generated at you know gen, gen you know it was definitely um, pointed at those that just you know sit back and you know yap. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and and don't don't you know stand up and and do stuff. Yeah. Um, so whatever. Which is why I we mean, talk about cardboard and trading cards. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and spe- speaking cards. speaking of celebrities, did you? Uh, you <laughs> I I sent you Ian that uh, that video that YouTube video. Mm, let's have a look. It was, uh, when the, uh, it was a couple few days ago, I think. Uh, did you send it to me or to our joint? I sent it to you. Mm, let me have a look. Well, <laughs> I think, that's fine. I, 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 I think it was that's cool. No, I have don't care. My no, I, are... it, was, it was specific. Oh, <laughs> See, I've just got the Ministry of Silly Walks. See, that's the thing. You keep <laughs> you keep sending me Monty Python memes and gifts. Oh, I love it. Which is wonderful. Uh, we we There's something I've been meaning to send to you. Sorry, oh. I've put a cough tweet in my mouth because I'm um, I'm still ill. Like four weeks later, I've still got this cough that won't go away. So I thought, if I suck oh, on a, where, where you on died a, at the a end? Throat, throat lozenge, yeah. Um, no, no, that was last year. That was the last time I was ill. No, uh, I I, I've managed to not die on a podcast this time around, but there's always time. Um, I meant to say to you, are you aware of um, the two Ronnies? Have you heard of them? No. Okay, so I'm... <laughs> It's a clip I'm going to send you, and I'm going to, uh, I've, we, we've got to remember that we do have an audience, even though they can't hear us right now. Uh, right. So I will put a link to this on the tasting notes to the episode. Um, but there is a sketch. So the two Ronnies were um, two gentlemen who've both passed away now. Um, Ronnie Corbett was a was a little guy, and he only died about three or four years ago. And Ronnie Barker was a was a much bigger guy. He was incredibly versatile. Um, comic actor but he also did lots and lots of uh, writing under mm-hmm. names for other comedy shows so he came up um probably just before monty python came onto the scene so he was very active through 50s 60s right through into the 80s before he retired i think he died in the early noughties but ronnie barker and ronnie corbett did a sketch in the 70s um called four candles 
and I'll send you a link to it. And I can't really, yeah. I, don't want to, I don't want to say anything else without spoiling it. But if you like Monty Python, you will definitely appreciate the Four Candles sketch, um, which is wonderful. Um, let me just have a look down here. I've just, I'm just looking at your commissions that you sent me. Uh, your dis, dis, is it, how do you say that DC thing? Is it deceased or DC? Yeah, deceased. Yes. Okay. Um, and then your absolute carnage, which is absolutely bonkers. I'll put this on the tasting notes as well. I love that. Yeah, those were um, those wow. were actually commissions that I did for, mm -hmm. um, uh, and I sent you guys a link and invited you to the group. Uh, I got a uh, just, sent, I just before we, we we started recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, so like I've I've got like a new art rep. Uh, his name's Stephen McDonald, and he runs this page on Facebook, and uh, your listeners should um, check it out because. Um, I know that there's a big crossover in terms of, you know, when it comes to collecting between cards and, and comics and yep. slabbing things and, and whatnot. And this is what this guy does. He's a, he's a, like a signature witness guy and stuff. Oh, and, yeah. and he does, so he, he does all that stuff and he's got like a, he's got a list of clients that, um, that he, he caters to, but he also does like art, uh, art rep. And so he's got a few, you know, artists in his stable that he'll turn around and, uh, you know, offer sales to, um, to his clients for, you know, sketch covers or, or even, you know, signings and stuff. I know that like he's got coming up, I think he's got a Romita senior signing that oh, he's wow. going to do. Um, yeah. and for, what is it? Oh, this is going to drop maybe next week. Is that the deal? Yeah, this is uh, going to be this Thursday coming. Yeah. Okay. So just for a heads up, um, this weekend uh, is C2E2. And uh, this is a tangent within a tangent. Um, That's the one in Chicago, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, he'll, he'll be there and he's going to be walking around basically Facebook living and oh. getting signatures and getting, you know, sketches for people and stuff like that. So. Uh, listeners should probably, if you're, if you're into like sketch covers or, or whatever, go ahead and join the page. So this um, is clan McDonald comics and signature witnessing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the one. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and, uh, you know, go ahead and check it out. Um, and then see if, if you know, you know, ask to join or whatever, and then mm. he'll, uh, and then he'll give you an opportunity right there at the show you know, be able to commission stuff. Yeah. That's you know, really cool. Uh, and, but anyway, so like those, those, uh, sketch covers that I did were commissions that I got through him when he was doing a sale for me a couple few weeks ago. Gotcha. Gotcha. Love it. Right. Well, we'll check that out. Awesome. We've got a guy in the group who does, um, stuff like that. Stephen Bagley. Um, Bagley, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, is it Beckett? I think he works for. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. Beckett. Um, and he's got his own thing going on TGR Comics as well. Um, and also, of course, um, we pimped uh, Annabelle Kirby's uh, sketch cards a couple of weeks back. And right, right, right. Comic, Kirby's comic art, which um, is kind of a new thing on my radar, and I'm constantly amazed by the stuff coming through on my feed from from her stable of artists so um so i, I imagine it's kind of a, a, a similar vibe to that um what i love about this is that there's such a good and positive um kind of community for that kind of thing 
uh, oh yeah the collectors yeah, um, yeah and those and guys those guys generally run a pretty tight ship too because like in terms of kind of not not entirely unlike the way that you guys run like the mccw and uh, marvel masterpieces where it's one of those things where you know hey uh you know keep it you know keep things civil so on and so forth and then as soon as you're you, you know as soon as you you know do something douchey it's like yeah you're gone see ya you know yeah they just don't, you know, they don't, they, you know, these guys don't, they don't have the time to, you know, goof around with that stuff, you know, because a lot of these guys, it's like, they'll, they'll be doing, yeah, they're doing the stuff like, you know, take Stephen Bagley, for instance, or whatever. I'm sure he's got a regular day job as well. Yeah. You know, yeah he doesn't does. have, he doesn't have time to, I you know, waste on, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, he doesn't have time to waste on, you know, like, you know, dealing with, you know, drama and stuff when it comes to the side gig, if you will, you know? Yeah. So that's why those, those places, you know, like those, like Stephen McDonald, uh, like his, uh, the clan McDonald page. I mean, that's, it's kind of like a safe space, you know? So, you know, where you just go do your thing and there's, you know, they, they, they keep it that way. That's kind nice. of exactly what we've been <laughs> aiming to yeah. do. So, yeah, because so I good. just, I think, you know, I just, the it's, yeah. The internet needs more of those, as far as I'm concerned, because it's, it's wild out there. Twitter ain't it. Oh, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. I'll tell you what's interesting. Norrin, so Norrin the... you don't need to join. I'm not well, I'm sorry. I'm not. Well, I I've sent like... you something last night and you looked at it and you didn't even, you didn't even reaction it because I'm not sure no, you I knew did. who it really? was. Right. Yes, you did. So last night, I um, I was um, when I when I get a moment, I do actually try and promote us on the um, on the Twitter because there's quite a lot of comic creators who are on there, especially oh, yeah. the writers side and on the Marvel kind of you know the the bigger guys. So uh, Chip Zdarsky um, had tweeted, um, "Hey Marvel at Marvel, how about a retweet?" And loads of other people were chiming in and say, "How about this?" and "How about this?" So I thought I'd join it as well, and he you know, he favorited the tweet. And I thought, you know, it's just a fun way to get on people's radar. Um, and that's the guy I sent it to, because I think he's the guy who did Sex Criminals, which is most definitely not Marvel. Um, I right. don't know if you've read that. Have you read that? It's oh, me? Yeah, well, either of you. <laughs> no. no. It's superb. Either. I don't even know why Absolutely superb. It's brilliant. Um, it's 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 filthy, so it's not not kind of um, a, a family thing, as as judged by the um, the title of it. Um, it's basically this couple that, whenever they have their happy moment, shall we say, um, time freeze. Jarev. Yeah, exactly. When they, whenever they whenever they purple. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> no one's head is in his hands. Um, I know. Yeah, time freezes, and they rob banks. And it, time it, freezes really, and what? They rob banks. So they basically go into a bank, they go into the bathroom, they boff. As long as they can 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 coincide, then time freezes and they're both able to walk around. If 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 they mistime it, then one of them gets stuck in time and the other one can walk around. So it's it's a bit you know, they've got to they've got to work on it anyway. That's pretty high concept. That's pretty but it's it's <laughs> absolutely fantastic it's really really funny it's really funny i think they're just That's on their last funny. story arc because he's been kind of sidetracked with other stuff um but um but of course he did uh spectacular spider-man a, a few years ago as well so 
Mm. I can't remember what he's working on at the moment. I lose track. I lose track. Anyway, Jay, what are you working on at the moment? Tell us. Um. Oh. Uh, well, can you tell us? Like rather. currently, currently. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I am working on a painting which I've recently kind of gotten into. Um. Of a. Uh, was it, a skunk ape. Um, this is for a uh, for a project that a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Sean Forney, is uh, putting together a new book for Kickstarter um, for uh, his character, uh, the Scarlet Huntress, and it's a uh, it's a uh, it's an updated, I believe, an updated version of his book, the Book of Cryptids, which is virtually a journal for his his character, Scarlet Huntress, where she logs like all these different cryptids that she's, uh, that she's encountered or is currently hunting. Um, Mm. So yeah, skunk ape, uh, grass man. It's um, the character is based in Columbus, Ohio. So like a lot of the cryptids are generally Ohio based. but this is basically the Ohio version of like Bigfoot. Okay. So for, so for those who might not know, what's a cryptid? Uh, cryptid is, I don't, they're like, you know, like, um, oh gosh, what's the word? Uh, like, herb, what is it? Urban myth. Type. So it's oh, urban, urban legends, legends. creatures. Ur- yeah. Urban yeah. myth, you know, local monsters. creatures, things like that. Yeah. Like, um, like Bigfoot. As an example, the Yetis. chupacabra, yetis, uh, uh, Jersey Devil, oh, the Loch Ness monster, Gremlins, yeah. Loch Ness Loch monster, Ness. which I'm is that there's actually a uh, there's actually a Loch Ness monster in Lake Erie, apparently. Oh yeah. <laughs> so and I, I don't remember what her what what its name is or whatever, but it's basically the same 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 concept. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's they're like the Mothman, things like that. Oh. You know, like basically every like crazy supernatural type character that was on the X Files, like ever. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I'm kind with of you. thing. I loved the Mothman movie that Richard Gere was in about oh, oh, 15 right. years ago that's now. Right. I think it was Laura yeah. Linney was in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway, sorry, uh, segue. So you're doing yeah. this painting for Sean's uh, Kickstarter? For, yeah, for his for his book. Um, yeah, so I've been, you know, I, I had started with a drawing that I was going to, you know, color with markers and stuff like that. And it was like, but I got in this, uh, this painting kick, which has just been, uh, you know, trying, you know, I did a painting of Electra uh, maybe a that's week ago. One, that's the one you sent me the progress shots of. Um, yeah, it was a full, it was like a three quarter body one. Yeah. This was a couple of weeks ago or whatever. And so I, I kind of got into, you know, cause I'm, I'm not a painter. I mean, I'm not, to be honest, I'm probably one of, one of the worst artists ever, just in the sense of, uh, yeah, not that one. Ah, not that one. Okay. Not that right. one. Um, the, um, but it's, it, it's, uh, but I'm trying to kind of you know move out of my comfort zone yeah kind of a thing uh and so i've been goofing around with and of course i haven't you know a couple upcoming projects coming 
um with uh yeah i know <laughs> oh it's was... the, sorry I've, I've just brought up on screen the black cat painting that you did uh so th- that was a uh well and and i had done a little bit of watercolor on some cards as a matter of fact uh going back to the uh uh character club uh panket has, has one of my caps mm. and which was which was interesting because you know like you know uh preparing for the show i wanted to go back and kind of you know go you know re-listen to a lot of the episodes to kind of you know figure out okay you know just you know have a handful of notes to you know talk (laughs) about things which i'm sure that you guys haven't have a script totally set up for every time you do a podcast Um, oh yeah sure i'm to the even even your segues are scripted yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Everything scripted. Oh, everything. Even this moment, we right. anticipated this. Oh no, no, this was this is uh, it's all written. Um, no, but he um, it was it was funny when uh, you guys were talking in character club, like what your preference was in terms of sketch cards specifically, and it was like I think Ian asked the question. It's like, okay, do you go after a certain artist, or what is what is it that you know? that basically drives you to get a certain sketch card and Pankit uh, immediately came out and said, Oh, well, whatever it is, you know, Captain America has got to be doing something, mm-hmm. you know, not, you know, not, not the static posing. thing, not, not, yeah, not just posing and stuff. And fortunately, apparently he pulled one of my cards where Captain America was doing something. Cause generally I just draw him posing. <laughs> so I think posing's really tough, you know. I think well, posing's really tough. And there's a, but to to Ian's point in that in that episode where it's like yeah, you really can't do black cat doing something. You know, it's a, it's it's more effective her posing. But you can't have Spider-Man posing. He's got to be swinging or doing something. And you know I what I mean? Yeah. This is the I point where I need because my camera is not working. I'm going to take a snap and send it on Messenger. You carry on talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take, take, oh, okay. Um, yeah. But, no, um, I think it depends from character to character, too, because, like, a lot of no, exactly. female characters, right? People tend to prefer the pose, um, you know, rather than the action shot, I think. Uh, typically, I don't know if that's true or not, but from what I've seen with people's collections, like, people tend to look at you know, poses for female characters and stuff like that. Actually, it was funny because I think every character has their kind of like stereotypical pose or stereotypical thing they do. Yeah, like Wolverine with his like uh, doing the Hugh Jackman. Right, exactly. Claws out. Yeah. (laughs) There's always this go-to. And funny enough, like for me and the surfer, like I when I first started, I was commissioning so many surfers and going through all this stuff. And then eventually I realized very quickly, I was like, "Ah, I kind of want a range for my sketches. Yeah. Right. I need, I need that kind of range or whatever, because a lot of people, one silver surfer is really hard to, um, you know, kind of draw. And, you know, just because you have the silver effect, you have the positioning on the board and it kind of requires like a few different little things in terms of like posing that character and having the lines meet and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I always find it really fascinating to see, artists like kind of do that like that new thing with the character and i'm always like all right 
I like it. <laughs> I always prefer that. Like that one, like the one Ian's showing now. Yeah, yeah. I really dig that. Like that's that's just see, like really I, you know, and it's um, it's funny because um, I mean, I I try to I try to get as many. I, I find, anyways, personally. It's a mix in terms of like how how I approach some sketch cards, and and to your point, it de- very much depends on the character. Yeah, it yeah. also depends on characters that I know or mm-hmm. them that I'm familiar with. Like for instance, I did um, I did a handful of commissions for some sketch cards recently, and um, I did I did uh, an Omega Red for this guy hmm. who I'm not in, you know, sorry, uh, Jonathan, but, uh, it wasn't for you. Um, no, I know who the, that was yeah. <laughs> um, he, he, it's a character that I'm not incredibly familiar with. So mm-hmm. I just kind of, you know, and he specifically asked, you know, I, I kind of want the characters doing something. And I'm like, well, the only, you know, reference that I had for like, uh, um, you know, like how, you know who Omega Red was was really kind of thinking of um uh gosh what's his name actor that was in the wrestler oh Mickey Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Mickey Rourke Mickey Rourke Mickey Rourke as Whiplash yes mm. kind of thing where he was just holding the the whips and stuff so it was like that that was kind of the vibe that I was mm-hmm. going for now generally a lot of the um. Yeah, see, now Ian's just proving me wrong on all these, you know, action photos of, of you know, <laughs> well, I have Black to say, Cat. If I was to say a percentage, I'd say probably 10%. The rest of them are posy. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, probably 10%. But when they do tend to do Cat, they tend to do her where she's um, kind of leaping off rooftops. or Right, like, and that's, that's kind of something. the... But I'll tell you what, when you're doing a full set of, you know, sketch cards and stuff, I mean... Of you can course, only yeah. have people jump off roofs so, so many times. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah like I, for instance, just... if, if I'm going to draw, if I if I'm drawing a a, a list of different characters or whatever, mm-hmm. am I going to have Black Cat jumping off a roof or posing, or am I going to have Daredevil jumping off a roof mm. and posing? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. you you know what I mean? I mean it's yeah. you you don't want to turn around and churn out the same thing. You know what? Which that's see, I totally lost my train of thought because I just went off on a tangent. Sorry, my <laughs> uh, fault. No, I mean you were oh, talking about yeah, yeah, Omega Omega Red. Um, yeah. so like this is a character I'm not familiar with, so I just kind of you know kind of made it up as I went along. Whereas a lot of characters. You know, like, especially for APs, I generally do like to use photo reference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't light box or anything. I just take, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll find a, you know, a photo of something and then I'll, I'll reference it for something. Like, as an example, uh, speaking of the, you know, the classic Wolverine, you know, Hugh Jackman, you know, bearing his claws pose. Uh, I remember doing a doing a uh, a sketch card for a certain person on this uh podcast where i literally used hugh jackman as the as the photo reference well wow. mm. 
Um, I mean, that's a good one to use, right? I mean, you Jackman is kind of <laughs> the Wolverine, yeah, well, as crazy yeah. as it is. Yeah. So, um, but the, um, uh, you know, I, I, I tended to, but like, for instance, with that one, I just kind of, you know, kind of did it, you know, on my own. Um, the, uh, what was the last, where was it that I went off the rails? So. In terms of pose, oh, you, the thing that was really interesting to me, I mean, all of this is because, you know, it's really cool to get insight to like what a sketch artist actually has to go through when they go through this process. But the other part of it for me is, yeah, you are looking at like 50 cards at any given point. And, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like that 50. must be, yeah, <laughs> that must be pretty time consuming, obviously, but more importantly, more like, how do I create this linear story between all my cards? And we've seen a lot of different artists do many different really cool things. Um, you know, I, I always find it really funny. Like, so I guess a quick question for you would be like, so what's your approach? So you get this bulk item, you have to do right. 50 sketch cards and you have to kind of one decide who your characters are going to be. Right. 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 And that's that, that for me is the hardest part. Like for instance, this last, the last, uh, you know, premiere set, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think the first time I did premiere was in 17 and I th- think all I did was five by sevens for the 2017. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but those were, I think I did like 20 of them. Wow. Um, but that, that was like my first foray into doing the, uh, doing the sketch card thing. And so like, I had no idea what I was doing or, you know, how to, how to do it. And as a matter of fact, I mean, it, it's, you know, back then I had to change my name because they were so bad, you know, under the 2017, I just, uh, I was, you know, just Josh Warner. So, um, so after that, I was like, Oh, those are so bad. I got to change my name to Jalen. Are you um, serious? <laughs> That's not the only reason, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, I was like, come on, you're being way too hard on yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, um, no, there was a, that's, I, I talked about it and I'll, I'll get back to that. Remember that, Norn. Remembering. Um, remember I'm remembering. That, that segue. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think that, but like this last premiere where I got, I maybe got a handful of, um, of five by sevens, I think like maybe five, um, I got a bunch of like uh, triple panels and uh, quad panels, mm. but the the majority was definitely the uh, the you know the the uh, base sketch cards. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you what, man, I'll do base sketch cards all day long because you don't even have to think about who you're going to draw. It's printed right there on the on the card. Yeah. All you got to do is focus on doing a halfway decent job. Yeah, you know. For 80th? Or the premiere. Oh, the premiere. That's right. The premiere. The would premiere. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but the, the, the toughest thing is doing when you get a bunch of, when you get a, a heavy chunk of cards, um, you know, and I had, I had floated this, you know, for APs to the group once is who do, who do you do? You know, who do yeah, you draw and, and why do you draw them? Um, for me, I'm generally one of those guys that was like, you know, it's like, I don't want to draw Deadpool because everybody, of course, he's a banned character, but um, I don't want to draw Deadpool because everybody else is drawing Deadpool. 
Mm. You know, right. and you know, for the most part, they're all going to do it better than I do. Kind of a thing. <laughs> um, so, you know, I like to, I tend to like to do characters that are a little bit off the beaten track. Mm. However, um, those are the ones that you see up for sale or tr- for trade on eBay or, or EPACs because nobody cares. You know, you know, it's very strange because like I always think about that, too, because from an art from an artist perspective, if I was sitting there doing this, you know, looking at eBay sales and seeing what pops up and all this stuff, because I know some artists follow what comes up and so forth. Um, There's not an artist out there that isn't on eBay searching their own sketch cards, searching their own sketch cards. Yeah, I'm sure. See see what they're going for. A hundred percent. Of course, there's always something in China that's going for like some ridiculous amount of money. And it's like, no, it's been there for like a year and a half. You know, sketch <laughs> prices are interesting, too, man. I, I follow that stuff just as Ian does as well. And, mm. you know, I, I can always kind of gauge what a price of a sketch card would be, at least what people would actually pay for it. You know, a lot of times people post things just to see what they can get away with. Right. Um, <laughs> from, you know, oh, yes. someone who doesn't know anything or whatever. Um, you know, the obscure characters though, like, you know, a lot of the times when I meet collectors and we're looking at sketch cards, really, it just has to cap, just has to get you once, you know, you have to look at a sketch card and you're like, ah, that's just too cool. And that becomes PC, you know, very few things stay PC personal collection forever. At least for me, for me, a lot of people, a lot of other people just get what they get and then they never trade it. Well, I've just looked through my binder there and I've seen at least six that I'm probably going to offload. See, like that's just, just, that's just, yeah. I don't think it's a personal thing, honestly. Yeah. I think it's just a collector thing, yeah. I think, yeah, you know, I just I had a little trim at the end of last year, but uh, um, and of my um sketch card collection, anyway. Well, um, speaking of speaking of real quick, just speaking of yeah, PC, mm-hmm. and I'm probably going to exactly what Ian's about to bring up. There's a card that I did for one of you guys that I is definitely personal collection. And I expect not to leave your hands. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think I know what this is. This is segueing into. So we, um, I, I did promise a few people we'd talk about this. So we will get into it. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So the, um, and because I'm interested to hear um, an artist, and obviously every artist is different. They're all going to have different views. But I do actually have some artists who've who've sent me their views on on what happened. So what happened is, um, for those who don't know, um, Marvel masterpieces collectors, um, I do the daily masterpieces, which are pictures of uh, base chase inserts cards, but they're the produced printed cards and then on sunday we have sunday sketch masterpiece which will be a sketch from any of the marvel masterpieces series um and uh people submit them and it's great and it's absolutely wonderful and um someone submitted um uh, a two-part um sketch which was wonderful and it was on marvel masterpieces 2008 stock um and this guy collects a lot of sketches and um he submitted stuff before and um, it was an interesting one, and I thought about it, and I decided to go for it because it did have a Marvel character. It did have two Marvel characters on there, but it also happened to have Elsa, Fro- Elsa from Frozen and Darth Vader wielding the Infinity Gauntlet, which mm. actually, in and of itself, is actually quite fun. But yeah. as we talked about, wouldn't be approved in terms of licensing now. It certainly wouldn't have been approved in 2008. 
because at that point Disney didn't own <laughs> uh, Marvel or Lucasfilm. So Marvel would have turned around and said, "Well, hang on a minute, um, that's got Darth Vader on." So we, um, I put it up, I put it up in the group, and I put it up on Instagram, and I woke up the following morning to a message from the artist who I had tagged, and it's not an artist I'm going to name, um, and I don't know this artist. I'm not even sure the, of the gender of the artist, um, if I, if I, if truth be told. Um, and the artist came back with basically a request saying to take it down saying it was never supposed to be viewed in public yada 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 i'm trying to find the screen cap i had of the conversation because yeah, 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 yeah. i've got so yeah. many photos on this phone it's absolutely ridiculous um so i replied back and said okay well you know um um yeah here we go there was, yeah, no it was submitted the... back at the time that his commission should only be used for personal use and that you should not post these because it is prohibited i would appreciate it if you remove these from public um so I've said, thank you. I was not, not made aware of this. I'll contact the person who sent it um, and get back to you. And then, so I, you know, and I woke up and, you know, this is UK time. So the person who submitted it is still asleep. So um, so I sent it and I got, an email, I got a message back, which irks me. Um, I must ask you to remove it immediately. I do not want this to cause any problem to Upper Deck or me. This should not be posted in public. And I appreciate the fact that they were looking at for Upper Deck as well. Um, I guess my, um, the, the, the follow-up to this is that I checked with the person who submitted it. And the person who submitted it bought it off eBay. So they're not the person who originally had the sketch uh, commissioned in the first place. So you've got a couple of things in play here. You've got an artist who's decided to go off-piste and do a sketch for someone. And they've obviously made an agreement that says, yeah, I'll draw that for you, but, you know, don't show it and, you know, keep it secret, keep it safe, etc. Um, but then that person has gone on to sell it. So um, I did go back to this this, uh, this artist and said, OK, I, I'm, I'm going to take it down, but this isn't the person who commissioned it from you. Um, right. and, you know, I did point it down. I don't think it's reasonable to assume you can control what folk do with work they've commissioned with you after the fact, especially when ownership changes um so i'm i and i've sent you the whole conversation fred and um I, when i um i think it there were some comments on uh, instagram and there were some messages on facebook as well from people who'd spotted that it had come down off instagram now post right. i have to removed it from the facebook group because that is a closed user group so <laughs> it is not public even though upper deck people could potentially see this right um so um are those your knees squeaking there or is it the chair you're sitting on it's the chair it's um, the chair that's yeah, my chair yeah it's a, um it, it, so it could so, be the but knees it, but too. it's an interesting one it's an interesting one um and i thought okay from an artist's perspective you know you do occasionally want to draw someone who might not be currently permitted you know how do you feel about it um well i think at the very least um, I think that the, the whole episode is kind of a learning experience for everybody. <laughs> um, you know, in, in terms of as an artist, you know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna go rogue, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm not judging, um, no. because I know that there are probably quite a few artists that turn around and they get a commission and it's like eh, you know it's 
you know, bird in hand yeah. kind of a thing, I've, right? I've got to pay the bills. No, I mean, it makes... I've got to pay the bills. So, yeah. yeah. So um, there's, you know, but there's a certain amount of trust between the client and the artist on, on that, on that thing. Um, what I do find is, you know, sometimes interesting is the, um, you're contractually obligated to do one thing and then you turn around and do another, which is why, you know, it's like, Hey, if you keep this on the down low, no harm, no foul. Right. Um, but if it comes out, then, you know, it, you know, it, it could be, it could hurt. Um, but on the flip side, I think that as a client and you go into this deal, I mean, I'm sure that the artist told the client, look, I can do this on the down low for you, but it can't go anywhere else. Okay. Now so, the guy, the guy who ended up purchasing it, he doesn't know what that deal was. No, 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 that, no. And I feel for the guy who purchased it and had no idea the shit show he was. Oh, he he, 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 like, he was not happy, and he also he had not, a no, no, I, don't, I don't blame him. I'd yeah. be upset too. And you know, when you look at some of the older pieces that come from Marvel masterpieces, like in 0708 or Marvel Beginnings, and all these pieces, the restrictions were a little bit less. Like even like in Marvel masterpieces. Uh, 2007, I think yeah. they had zombies being allowed, and oh, then yeah, zombies yeah. were banned, and Hands guns as well, guns. and then guns yep. were banned. So, now, I, I guess we're on a secure line, right? So I, I can talk openly. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody will hear this. Nobody will hear this. So, I am a collector <laughs> of a banned character. And because I am a collector of a banned character, I am very much on the forefront of this kind of stuff i've had the, dealings the with download stuff the download stuff i'm definitely on the black market of sketch card hunting nice <laughs> um you want to buy sketch card for me for me um i've i i i all the conversations i've ever had with an artist to not talk about the artwork they did for me um which i don't mention or say anything and i keep to myself I, I, I realize that when I get that sketch card, there's no selling that sketch card for me as a collector, right? Right. And not that I want to. I, I, I appreciate the artist even did that for me, you know, and, and on, on, you know, official stock sometimes. Um, I, I just don't. And every time, every time the artist has asked me not to show this and to make yep. sure it doesn't get shown. And even if I do end up trading one away, if it does happen, which it rarely does, but sometimes it does, it's always to a collector who I tell, look, this is not supposed to be anywhere. And it's usually a friend of mine. I never, I never, I never even move those cards unless it's to a buddy. Right. Um, because otherwise I know that's going to affect the artist's work and their money. And, you know, being from Miami, you'd never want to mess with anybody's money. <laughs> well, see, but see now, but that's, but that there, therein lies the rub though. Um, because, you know, I mean, it's easily fixed by just not doing it. 100%. You know, on, on, on the and I, I don't think collectors should pressure artists to do it. Like I've, I just recently got a commission from someone um, who, who did a sketch card for me and I asked. I asked if they would be right. comfortable doing it surfer. 
and they're like, it's actually banned. You're not allowed to do that. He doesn't know who I am. Um, right. And I was like, solid, no problem. I completely understand. No worries. Let me think of another character. I'll get back to you. And that's it. And that's usually where the conversation drops. But, you know, I, I do think that sometimes artists who well, decide to do it and think it's no big deal, you know, you got you to gotta be careful. Well, it's you know? and, and it's it's funny because you, you can be of two minds about it. You know, where it's like, okay, like, if you're talking about a specific band character, and again, this is all, you know, because it's all based on, you know, contractual stuff. Right. Um, it's, uh, you know, if you're thinking of, you know, a band, it's one thing to turn around and say, okay, as an AP, hey, do a band character on the down low. It's a completely different thing for... Uh, you know, when it says specifically in the contract, hey, um, you know, we want you to do this set. Don't tell anyone. Mm. Kind of a thing. And uh, you can say that you're working on a project, but you can't tell them what you're working on. Mm. And sometimes you'll see things pop up on, you know, online where it's like, Look what just showed up in the mail today, you know. Well, that's Here. that's yeah. And it's like, and then, yeah. bro, are you are you trying to shoot yourself in the foot? Like, I don't know why people are po- like. I'll be honest. Like, I mean, I love it. My, the collector part of me. Oh is like, no, and and yes. the collectors, the collectors are eating that yeah, up, freaking like, out. Yeah, like, no, I but, think that's a mistake. You know, I think that's but, a mistake. But I think it's a double-edged sword too, I because when you turn mistake. around and say, "Hey." Yeah, you know, here it is. It's, you know, February. This stuff's this stuff's on the move. Well, what happens if the base art isn't done on time? Yeah. What if Which has the, happened? What what happens if the approvals go back? What if a certain set doesn't actually come out until 20 uh 2021? Mm. And, and now you've happened. absolutely yeah. just, you know, now the the collectors are like you know, Foamy Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Right. No, hundred percent. Well, and now, and the other dilemma that just occurred, and I think in in all fairness, I think that that's precisely the reason that that's the deal is, Hey, don't say anything because we never know when this stuff's really going to make it out. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, who doesn't want the hype? It really just because it puts a pressure on. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I I can only imagine. I don't think that the, I don't think anybody doesn't want the extra advertising so to right. speak, they just don't want to be painted into a corner. Right. And expectations are high and all that stuff. Oh yeah. I think the way this conversation is also what, what this conversation is also leading into, which Ian, I'm sure you wanted to talk about, right. Was the, um, the blank that was put up on eBay, two of them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've kind of had half an eye on this. Uh, so yeah, a couple of Marvel masterpieces, 2020 or whenever it comes out. Um, blanks have appeared on ebay now i know that my understanding is that the first one sold um, yeah the first one sold i but, know who bought that did I, did I read ah okay see someone sent me a message and said oh you know should i buy this and i was like well it's entirely up to you but i guess, I guess the question you should be asked is who's selling it and why <laughs> um, they're selling it because i mean they're guaranteeing the, the profit right but it's not an ap though is it it's a it's a it's a it's a main sketch blank, sketch blank. Was it, was it a blank or was it an AP? I forget. 
I don't think it was an AP, and, and I know that it that was is, not an AP. Yeah, and that is it extreme now in terms of your um, from from every artist I've spoken to. That's the what you know APs are one thing, but the stuff that you're you're sent to and your contract is to draw pictures on that and send it back. All of them, you shouldn't sell those blanks. Now, and again, this actually kind of goes back to the. You know, first of all, I don't think you can do anything on the down low online. Certainly not eBay. No. No. Um, but true. You know, on on the flip side, it's like, let's say you're contractually obligated to do fifty cards. Let's say you get your box, you count your cards, and you have fifty one. Okay. Yeah. You're going to only get paid for the 50. Interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. So now, personally, personally, if it were me, I would shoot, I would simply shoot an email back and say, hey, I got one extra card. Uh, do you want me to go ahead and, you know, draw on it? And then, you know, and then actually pay me for the 51 cards. At which point, you know, which is probably better anyways because you always run the risk of having something not approved yeah you know so i mean at least you know if you get one that's not approved well at least you still got paid for what you're contractually owed so to speak Mm. um but you know i mean that's you know that's going in the weeds on that stuff so but on the flip side i you know i mean i don't know i the i think that you know um, I've seen, I've seen from premiere, I've seen, uh, like triple and quad panels that were there was up a quad for sale. Panel. Quad yeah, it just happened. Blank. So there was a quad that was up on sale and, um, for sale. And what ended up happening was someone bought the blank, commissioned a video game artist, or they knew a friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they drew a really nice card on it, but it's a band character on a quad. Right. And, you know, a lot of times everyone's trying to judge the market. You know what I mean? Like some yeah. some collectors, you know, tend to put out landish crazy prices on their pieces just to sucker somebody in or whatever. And then a lot of times, you know, it's, since it's such a small hobby, you kind of know everybody. They'll also pick characters who are highly in demand that are not being drawn on these cards and they're like right. oh, this is a real one of one because you're never going to get a quad yeah, yeah. 28 uh 2017 premiere or whatever it is or 2019 premiere here or, you go yeah, or yeah yeah or a five by seven of surfer right which is you know never going to happen yeah which, surfer you know, and galactus right exactly and that's you know exactly so people are trying to you know, they're, and, they're and again, I mean, I, I to, get it in each, a way to each their own. Um, I understand it. Yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. get it. I definitely get it. Um, you know, in a perfect world, no one's doing this under the table stuff, which is impossible and never going to happen. Right. Um, like never, never going to happen. But, you know, in terms of, you know, people getting upset and all that stuff, I don't know. I don't know how people feel about it. You know, I think it's just an interesting thing to bring up and to have people kind of like think about you know what i mean and and you know think about their decisions and all that stuff i mean you know i don't know if upper deck is that serious about banding people who do this kind of stuff i don't mean no i i i don't know 
Um, I don't know. I but, haven't heard yeah. anybody get banned for yeah. it. You know, I, heard, I know it's a no-no, but I haven't heard anybody like losing a contract or not being contacted. I I have this. This kind of all ties back to the um, uh, the conversation we were having at the top of the podcast about the licensing. I think I think the the, the yay or nay, and we had we had um, Dave DeVries touch on this um, yes. when yes, he yes, was yes. approached again for um, Flair uh, because you know it didn't appear it didn't appear. And I'm, if I'm remembering this correctly, apologies, Dave, if I'm misquoting you here. But from 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 memory of that conversation, they didn't. You know, he had to go back to be approved by Marvel to work on the set. So I think I think the actual, you know, the artist, the talent scouting, if you like, is done by Epidec, but they still, in the same way, a, a cat brings a brings a dead bird or a mouse to the feet of its owner, has to has to <laughs> right. lay them at the altar of Marvel and say, you know, what do you think of this? The, you know, this person's work. Here's some examples of it. Yeah, and I did hear that, that for sure. That Dave had to go through that process again, and it's like, well, hang on a minute. This guy was Marvel masterpiece. This guy was twenty five percent of Marvel masterpieces. 1995 I mean, he's more than proved himself uh right he, you know he's he's uh he's a he's a, a, t- a teacher of of, of art um, as well so um yeah so but not necessarily that, not necessarily everybody at the edit- editorial board was there in 95 exactly. either that's what i mean you know and especially with which the, is the whole... bizarre because you think if they're doing their job right you think they'd have some history on not the maybe that was too harsh not necessarily i don't know i, mean, I would i would hope yeah. so i would, I would think yeah, yeah, but I mean, how much, how much, how much stuff does everybody have on their plate? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you really well, think of, if you think of the grand the scheme of things, doing everything. I think if you think of the grand scheme of things, um, I think that upper deck trading cards is probably on the not on the front burner for Marvel. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, and, and, and that's not, you know, that's not even, that's not a knock on Marvel in any way, shape, or form. That's mm, just no. a, you know, that's just, hey, they've got a lot of, you know, a lot of balls in the air, yeah. you know? Ultimately, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be, it'll be, and, and <laughs> sad as it is to, to say this, it will be down to how big a revenue stream is it for us. And if it's a very small slice of that pie, it'll get a little bit less attention than the bigger yeah. thing. So, you know, well, I wonder are, if I wonder with corporation, you know, they are publicly traded. I wonder uh, I wonder with the licensing agreement and of course this is getting into, you know, other people's business, but yeah. um, you know, with the licensing agree- agreement, is it a do does Marvel get a uh like a percentage of like let's say just as an example, they get a percentage of every uh Marvel premiere pat you know uh set that's put out or every marvel masterpieces or is it just a flat rate licensing fee that is um that it's like okay you have the license for x amount of years and then said licensor um or licensee turns around and tries to crank out as much stuff as they can within that time frame to get the best bang for their buck. Yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised if the if a cut is going back. It, to be honest with it, it's probably a combination of both things. Right. I expect that, um, <laughs> which is kind of you know have you having your cake. And, and again, it. I mean, this is totally getting in the weeds of stuff, but mm-hmm. you you know you do kind of wonder like, um, you know, with the you know sometimes with the amount of um, 
and, and I'm not even talking about Upper Deck or Marvel or anything like that, but generally you'll see uh, licensed products where, you know, a certain company may be the licensee and they, they turn around and, uh, you know, they're getting close to the end of their contract and they just start cranking stuff out. Yeah. Well, that's why there were yeah. two Marvel masterpieces sets in t- 2008, is my understanding. Um, oh, okay. Because they had to get they had to get both sets out in that year, um, because at the time yeah. Rittenhouse was still the main license holder. Um, but interesting, that was Upper Deck's kind of first kind of foray into Marvel cards. Um, we could go on for a lot longer. But I'm going to have to start a, a circling into land at the airport uh, simply because my wife will come up here and uh, chase me with a big stick. And also, I will, I will miss the lovely ginger cake that she has prepared. Um, for, 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 I, could always, I could always mail some over to you. You look like Done. a man who likes his ginger cake. How dare you, I... sir? <laughs> so will it keep? Uh, I, 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 I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the Brits don't use the same kind of preservatives we do. I have no idea. Listen, she, she makes it. I eat it. I know. I know. I know. Right, I know so not it's an immediate thing. Things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was ginger cake. Do you like ginger cake, Jalen? Uh, I like ginger. I like uh-huh. gingerbread. Um, I don't know what ginger cake is. It's it kind of a sticky sponge thing. cake. It's kind of a sticky sponge cake. Oh, it's gingerbread then. Uh, mm, gingerbread tends to be firmer, more of a biscuity type thing. All right, well, whatever. I, anyway, not a, not a bit, not a big cake eater, but I mean, well, it's, listen, it's, come it's, over it's for like dinner. it's like my it's like my great grandfather used to always say, uh, "American white bread is basically just unsweetened cake." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonderful. I love he was it. a Scotsman. Uh, yeah. So, 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 was that your grandfather? You said. Great grandfather. Great grandfather. Great grandfather. So, so you've got Scottish in you. Oh yeah, Scottish English. So Warner, hello. All sorts. I've, I've, I've no idea the surname Warner. Oh, no yeah, idea. yeah. Warner um, is English. Um, actually, the my my great grandfather who is Scottish. However. Um, his last name was Doyle, uh, Willie, mm-hmm. Willie Doyle, which is not Scottish, but nobody pays attention to that. Um, but my great grandmother and no, everybody denies it. Um, like, nah. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, but my great grandmother was, uh, we Mary Stewart. Oh, which okay. Is quite Scottish. I've got, um, I've got some Irish going back. Uh, on my father's side, they all came over from Ireland, and then on my mother's side, if you go back to eighteen sixty something, uh, it's German. So ah. yeah, German, and then that came into London, and they were all around, kind of around the turn of the century, they were all around Hammersmith, and then yeah, and then my father's side of the family was Ireland, then Liverpool, then London, and uh, yeah, so all sorts. Um, nice. speak, speak hey, Norin, would you like some ginger cake? No, Nian, I'm fine. <laughs> Give it to me whenever. Listen, I don't care. Listen, I'm, I'm over it. I'm no, already working on. I'm already working on an English treats box for you and your oh. darling wife. Has she Yay. not told you? She she oh, did tell me that she was like, 
she hit me up <laughs> so on Instagram she... for some English uh, English um, swag. Well, it was hilarious because she made a friend in Australia, and she she's a gem. She sent us a bunch of treats uh, from Australia, which I'm still eating. Because Tim Tams, oh my gosh, they're so good. Have you finished the them yet? Almost. I have two uh, more. Right, you can do a Tim Tam explosion then. <gasps> so what you do, what you a, do with a Tim a box Tam opening is the <laughs> no an unboxing. Uh, so, so Tim Tim Tam is, is very similar to an English uh, uh, chocolate bar called a penguin. So it's not not too dissimilar from it. Um, but what you do with Tim Tams is you kind of bite off one corner, then you bite off the opposite corner. And then what you do is you get your hot beverage. Um, do you drink tea or coffee? Tea. You drink, you drink tea, don't you? So you get your tea and then you suck through the Tim Tam, the tea, from the holes that you've just made in the two corners. And Ian, because it goes you into the chocolate bar, it kind of explodes air. in your mouth when you... When you, because because the kind this of should have been a private conversation, yeah. Ian. Anyway, the Sharif, a Tim Tam explosion is is, a, is is an actual thing, and I saw it on a chat show. An Australian um, guest on a chat show did it about fifteen years ago. I'll find the YouTube clip and I can I'll see if I can put it on the tasting notes, uh, or or the very tasty notes as they will be. Um, well, I can make a video of me doing it for the first time, which would be really gross. You could do, um, but. But that's probably not something that we I'll should do. Put it. In You're right. I know everybody wants to see it. Good point. Right. We'll do that. We'll do <laughs> that. Speaking of the tasting notes, um, we've gone all this way and we haven't mentioned our intro artist. Our man. Um, uh, um, Hutch. Um, short for Kenneth Hutchison, um, who can be found on Instagram at don't underscore touch underscore hutch uh don't touch hutch is kind of his his thing uh and his brand he's got quite a lot of followers he's got over seven and a half thousand followers um so you're doing all right there um artist that has worked on licensed marvel characters among others um and i know he's he's worked on a fair few sets i certainly saw a lot of his work being posted from uh sets that came out in the past few years i can't remember which one's off the top of my head and 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 hutch i forgot to ask you which sets you've worked on but scrolling through your instagram feed i can see delightful uh uh uh, what's that set flare ultra spider-man um ap there uh and what else have we got keep scrolling there's a venom uh there's some progress what hang on what's going on here who's this oh Hello, so that's Marvel Premiere. What character is that? Is that Captain Marvel? It's no, it's Spidey yeah. with like the Spidey armor arms coming out. And you've got oh, the Iron Spider. Like, yeah, no, I'm there. looking at this on my phone, so it's Oh, really okay, tiny. yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I'm doing the shared screen thing. Um but uh, he's got other Oh yeah, shots. there's Iron Man. There we go. And there's oh there we go. So it's a multi panel card, yeah, it's, it's, which is why it's across several pictures. End game. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. There's Captain America there. Who's that? Is that Star Lord? It is Star Lord. Yeah, there's his gun. Love it. I love the. I love the. I love the the richness and the. There's quite a lot going on there. He's used the entire uh, palette. He's gone right to the borders on that. Um, I'm a huge fan of Hutch. I've always I, really appreciated. Oh my goodness! The level of Sorry. Game. I know, and I've just, I've just, I've just gone onto an image that's truly disturbing. Oh, I see it. Say, for our for our Halloween episode, that is a pumpkin yes. with eyes, not just not not just two eyes, but like multiple eyes all over it. It's like a potato. It's like that's, a potato. That's the stuff of nightmares. That's going to keep me awake at night. Um, he's done all sorts of stuff on here. He's got um, what's this? He's got a venom. 
with uh, Spidey. And even Nar has commented, <laughs> that looks awesome. Um, yeah, they so, have they have really similar um, styles. You can see the difference, but it's really cool how they've how they've kind of taken the style into two directions. I love it. I love it. I love it. Even you know if you know you're doing something right, if Nars commenting on your stuff and saying that looks oh, cool. Yeah. Um, there's some very horrific imagery on there. <laughs> What's this one? Uh, that's not Marvel. I've no idea what that is. Um, it's uh, no, and you you you're kind of into horror cards, aren't you? I love horror yeah. cards. What's your what's your take on that particular beastie? I'll put a picture of this on the tasting notes. So there's um, gravestones behind him, so I'm thinking zombie. Could be. He's kind of got that yeah. weird thing where his mouth is kind of not stitched, but kind of coming open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like skin yeah. parting. Yeah, I love it. Kind of, kind of looks like a like a zombie scarecrow. Yeah, zombie scarecrow. I'll go with that. Does. I, I, I gotta be honest with you, I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Um on a flip side, <laughs> however, at the top of his Instagram feed, he's he links to Amazon and he's done a cat life coloring book. That's uh, amazing. which you can go onto Amazon and, and buy in paperback. Uh and it's got it's an eight to ten inch coloring book featuring twenty five unique, funny and imaginative kitty cat meowsterpieces. Meowsterpieces. Nice. I love it. Pieces. I, I, I oh. love it. There Not we go. Intended. That's the mic drop. So, uh, Hutch, thank you very much. <laughs> I love it. Pieces. Oh, we've got to do... You know, like, um, when the Super Bowl happens, people who aren't into the Super Bowl can watch Cat Bowl, which is basically yes. set up a room with kind of um, loads of toys and a kind of a, 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 a football pitch painted on the floor, um, an NFL grid, and cats just like doing their thing, like kittens. Are they yep. also a similar thing for puppies? Yeah, the puppy ball. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. So, so I'm wondering if maybe we should do a Marvel Meowster pieces oh. where we can have cat versions of... Now, this is obviously seriously off-brand, so um, it might have to be a fan-made thing rather than an artist. Well, you know what? Speaking but... of that, um, I know that um, Norn had brought up, hey, what is this... <laughs> what What idea... You know, who's got an idea of something that we could do for the club, you know, kind of a thing. And I know that you were doing the uh, doing the thing with the uh, uh, with the name plates and things like that. And I had mentioned, I think, on the uh, on the post. What about, you know, what about an MCCW sketch card? Yeah, we've we've you know. Def- We've t- we've definitely talked about it, and the seeing yeah. the Kirby's comic art. Now, the, obviously, um, the issue would be distribution. Um, yeah. But I think that in terms of, I mean, I, 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 as a as a sketch card artist myself, I would love to get like a sketch card from a collector. You know, something because there are a lot of collectors that sit there and you know play around with sketch cards themselves. Yeah. You know, and I think it'd it'd be kind of cool. Where it's like you kind of work in. A trade with the commission or something? I don't know. That actually like really it. does sound cool. I really, I like really it. like that actually. I tell you who is yeah. um, uh, pretty nifty with his with his um, with his pencil and pen is uh, Jonathan Omega Hunter, um, Omega Man yeah. from uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. is cranking out, and and you can see the improvement. I mean, you know, in, in the year or so since he joined the group and he started sharing his work with us, you can see the. Yeah, the progression and how how 
comfortable he is with certain characters and he's you know yeah. he's trying different things and you know i really i really dig it so um yeah i think i just I saw like, a reply on one of his posts saying hey when when are you going to get back to doing the the mini sketch cards yes yeah yeah, yeah. Ones, wasn't he yeah um he does great so, stuff yeah no re- really cool um jay thank you for coming yeah. on thank oh, you man. thanks for having me thanks for getting up early what's your what's your day what's 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 your typical day in the life of i mean i know it's a saturday today when we record um well generally it's uh you know get up get the kid off to school um have a cup of coffee uh maybe watch the news for about a half an hour coming in the uh come in the office and work on whatever projects you know going on uh currently i'm uh i've got uh, I'm doing the thing for Sean on his uh, cryptids book. Um, I'm putting together files for um, another Kickstarter project that another friend's going to uh, put out, uh, Jay Fife, for his character, Mary Monster. And uh, who's she? she's basically, um, uh, what was it? Uh, in a nutshell, it's uh, Dr. Moreau's Island. <laughs> where, he, where he where he creates a bunch of monsters yeah um and then one of the monsters he creates is basically a cross between it's like what if what if hellboy was a pinup model <laughs> i love it <laughs> and she just goes around and has to basically hunt down all these monsters that were released from like this, uh, I believe it's Dr. Golgos is his name. Uh, but it's basically like a Dr. Moreau's Island kind of a thing. So it's like, it's it's basically like a hot pinup model monster fighting Godzilla. That's sick. Oh, it, it's, it's <laughs> off the hook. Um, I love that so much. But yeah, he's, uh, and, and I'll get, I'll get, I'll, I'll send you guys images and stuff so you can see what, um, yeah mary's all about yeah because that'd Um, be really cool yeah so and then uh i got that going on i'm working on your own thing going on yeah i've got um i'm currently coloring issue 16 for the adventures of mighty moose um also in the works are is a crossover with both jay and sean so it's scarlet huntress mary monster and mighty moose oh which is yeah and it's it's a tricky thing because you're talking about like different universes and uh we 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 got it figured out in terms of how to make it work and then how to make it continually work um well listen but uh, that'll be that's gonna be a lot of fun next generation yeah yeah, it's yeah, yeah, generations kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I just, I never forget my, my face where I walked into Forbidden Planet and I saw Doctor and Star Trek Next Generation crossover and I was like, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, I think was the right. expression you used. I was, yes. I was a bit confused by the by the concept of it, but uh, um, not not quite not quite my back, but uh, <laughs> but still. Um, so, um, Jake, tell people where you can be found on the interweb if people want to lay eyes on some. Uh, on the so, interwebs, what's, I what's, am... your, what's your go-to? What's your go-to social channel? I think <laughs> I think if you're if you're 
you know, really looking for the art stuff, it's uh, definitely Instagram is, you know, that's, that's kind of my, my junk drawer for, uh, for my art. It's, um, <laughs> was it, uh, JL Warner 72? Um, yeah, that's right. And yeah, then, yeah. and then, uh, the Twitter pretty much collects all the stuff from Instagram, um, which is, uh, Josh underscore uppercase L underscore Warner. Uh, and then the Facebook, I've got my, uh, the adventures of mighty moose, uh, page. And then of course my, my regular, uh, Facebook is, uh, Jalen, Jalen Warner. Cool. Well, we'll look to all of those awesome. on the tasting notes. Um, I love your avatar on Instagram with wearing uh, what appears to be a Spartan helmet. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah. My, my, uh, my wife went to, uh, uh, Michigan state. So I'm, uh, I'm a Spartan law, Spartan in law. Okay. Ah, the university I'm, I'm, I'm I work at. Is the Spartan I have no idea what too. that means. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a you know it's a Michigan State University. It's a, you know Big Ten college. Okay. Very cool. Right. Well, I think that photo may have to be in a wonderful frame for our podcast socials for this episode. Nice. Sure. What. What say you, sir? We've already got a photo of you in your Christmas onesie for the Christmas episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it so much. Thank you for that, by the way. That was brilliant. <laughs> so great. Um, <laughs> you you realise you realize the elf on the shelf. That, that's, yeah, the elf <laughs> on the shelf. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. My daughter got an elf on a shelf for uh, for Christmas because it's more. It's not really a thing over here, but we yeah. spent Christmas in the US, and so they gave her an elf on the shelf, and he's still on the shelf in February in our sitting room downstairs. So every yeah. every single day he's there watching. So, Just while oh. watching. He just sits there. He doesn't move. He doesn't. It will. He might do, but not when I'm watching him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure no, he moves around. Dude, it's, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Closer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's. Uh, you wait for the age where that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so you know, when you're uh, in the midst Jay, of it, I'm, you go, oh, "God, I would, when's this going to be over?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she's she's fun. She's four and a half, so she's yeah, yeah. She's so you got a few. Years. She's getting yeah, she's getting interesting. Suffice to say. Um, so Jay, um, I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind to um, um, lead us out on this episode. You'll you'll know by now how we end our episodes. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I'm to blame for why Noren always gets it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go back and listen to my uh, intro. I screwed it up on that that one. Oh, that's because <laughs> I didn't mess up, up until that, up until that point. Noren actually got it right up until that episode. And then was that was that the episode? Oh man, that's the episode that you started screwing it up. I do not. So I'd like to. I'd like to. I'd like to lay claim to that. I think we're going to give it to you. I think this is the episode. Claim <laughs> is officially on you, sir. Yeah. All right, so let's screw it up together, Norn. I'm ready. All right. Enjoy collecting. Happy. Enjoy collecting. (laughs) 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 Marvelous. Thank you so much, Jay. (laughs) 
no problem. That's wonderful. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. You can subscribe via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. Leave us a message via that link with questions, comments, or just to say hi, and we may even play on the show. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Our podcast is at the MCC Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find links on our Facebook page to the two groups MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. On Instagram, find us at mmcollectors and at sketchcardhive. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin MacLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time, and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. Uh, gorgeous. All right, I'm going to have to bounce, guys, because yeah. uh, my wife and my daughter ate, have started eating the cake without me. <laughs> Which, ginger. given my waistline, is lovely. Ginger. Lovely, I love lovely. a bit of ginger. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ginger. Oh. Lovely. Milky, milky. <laughs> we, don't use, we don't use preservatives. Bastards. <laughs> We're going to have to put this after the end credits, Noren. This Done. little snippet, I'm still recording.